You're listening to an LPC Productions audio adventure. Headphone listening is advised. First, a word from our partner. Hi there, fellow Whovian. Are you a Doctor Who fan from the Netherlands or the surrounding areas? Then the Dutch Whovian community is the place to be for you. With our life-size TARDIS, we are a meeting place for fans at national conventions and events. But you can also find us organizing our own smaller fan events throughout the year. Our events are for fans of all ages and are meant to strengthen the bond between us all. Come and find the Dutch Whovian community on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok or Discord. A wonderful community is exactly what we are. We'd love you to join us. The more the merrier. So see you soon. Allons-y. Hello. I'm Peter Papernotes, and we are broadcasting live to you from the arrival of Sinterklaas and his helpers once again. As you know, there have been some problems with the steamer, but as always, he arrived unscathed. As you can see, the good saint is riding his horse into town and greeting the crowds. Starting tonight, we're allowed to place our shoes in front of our fireplaces and radiators again. Who knows what gifts he will bring? The festivities have truly begun! Wait, hold on. What is happening? Sinterklaas has stopped and is scouring the audience as if he's recognized something or someone. He still has remarkable eyesight for his age. Something which benefits him when riding the rooftops every night. He seems to be pointing at someone. Hold on, folks. He is getting off his horse during the parade. This is unprecedented. We are witnessing something exceptional. He's calling out to them. It sounds to me as if he is yelling, Doctor, does he need a doctor? Will the good saint be all right? The person he called out to is coming towards him. Ah, they seem to know each other. Sinterklaas is smiling and shaking the others hand joyfully. Back to you, do it, yeah? The Immortal Saint by Boss Pirik. Doctor, over here. Thank you for meeting me here after the parade. It's so good to see you after all this time. Please do sit down. Thank you, Nicholas. It has been a long time indeed. It's funny to see you in your casual clothing for once. How did you know it was me? I will tell you. But first things first, what can I get you? Tea will be fine. Oh, and if it's possible, I would like a waffle. Whenever I'm in the Netherlands, I always enjoy a couple of those. Simon, one tea and one more hot chocolate with whipped cream. And if you have them, two stroopwafels. Thank you. Now back to your question. How did I recognize it was you? Simple. You are identical as all those centuries ago. The same age and, not to mention, the same clothing. Then you're lucky. I do change from time to time, you know. And I'm not only talking about my clothing. 
Thanks, Simon. Do you remember our first meeting so long ago? It was during the Council of Nicaea. I think it was around 325 AD. Excuse me, madam. I overslept. I do hope I am on time for the opening. Sorry, sir. Excuse me. I'm in a hurry. Ah, Nicholas. No problem. That is the second time today we've bumped into each other. Wait, what do you mean? How do you know my name? We have never met before. Oh, never mind that. You better be on your way now. You don't want to miss the opening of the council. Good day, Nicholas. Wait, hold on a minute. You just... How did you know my name? You there, stranger, in the black coat. Answer me. Stop that person. Where are you going? That's a blind alley. There's no way out on the other side. Hold on, wait. Why are you going in that blue box? Holy Saint Mary, what sorcery is this? Heavenly Father, protect me. Oh dear, I almost forgot, the council. What is this, a ring? A sign from the heavens. What craftsmanship. The setting around the blue stone is exquisite. Now I know that the blue box was your TARDIS. But at the time, I thought it was black magic. I do remember that encounter. But your memory might be faulty, my friend. That was not our first meeting. Not our first meeting? What do you mean? I've met you before that. Let me explain. What did you do after you saw the TARDIS disappear? I went back for the opening of the council. Luckily, I was just in time. And nothing on your way back? You did not speak to anyone at all? Now that you mention it, when I opened the door to the council, I bumped into this strange man. His clothing was weird. He, he wore a cream cricket coat with red lining. The funniest thing was that he wore a celery on his lapel. Naturally, I made my excuses and didn't think much of it. But the man did ask my name and gave the oddest reply. <laughs> and what did he say? Nicholas, or should I say Sinterklaas? Maybe even Santa Claus would suffice. At that time, I didn't understand any of it at all. That man was also me. It was my one, two, three, five, fifth incarnation that visited the council. When you bumped into me earlier that morning, I was in my current body. Therefore, I did know your name because you said it to me earlier, or rather later in your perspective of time. Well, if you say so, Doctor. You also said that you found a ring. What did you do with it? The ring. At the time, I put it in my pocket. When I was at home, I tucked it away. I completely forgot all about it because of all the strange happenings. A couple of years later, I found it again and decided that I might as well wear it. Nothing strange happened when you had it on person? Well, yes. As soon as I put it on, I felt some sort of energy coursing through me. It felt like my body was renewing itself. You don't say. And did that ring do anything else? Yes, it did indeed. I had to learn that at personal cost. It happened one dreadful evening in Mira, the town of which I was bishop. Hush now, Petrus. Help is on its way. 
They will be too late, Nicholas. Have faith, my good Moorish friend. I do have faith. In Allah. Uh, uh, the wound is too deep. Those barbarians. Tell me calmly what happened. Who did this to you? <coughs> I was just walking. As I do every day after supper. They just came out of nowhere. Who came? I did not see them. Before I knew it, I was stabbed and they ran away laughing. Peter, stay with me, friend. Do not go. Tell me, how did we meet? Why? Just tell me. It will help you stay awake. We were both young boys. Wasn't it summer? Yes, it was, my friend. We were both swimming in a lake. Ah, yes. The lake. Pedro, stay awake, friend. Pedro! <coughs> you called me by my own name. Oh, Nicholas, what good times we had. I'm sorry, my friend. You will always be my best friend. Know that... And, and so will you be, Pedro. I will always remember you. Always. Indeed, to Allah we belong, and to Allah we shall return. Out of respect, I recited his last sacrament in Arabic. His death was unnecessary, and I will always remember him. Oh, Nicholas, I'm so sorry to hear that. Must have been a burden for you all these years. Yes, and it still is. And you know what the wicked thing is about knowing what I know now? I could have saved him. His death was pointless and unnecessary. What was it that you learned? Some years later, I visited the family. Their son was very ill. I was there to give this boy his last sacrament. I prayed and put my hand, the hand with the ring, on his forehead. And that's when the miracle happened. A miracle? The ring glowed, and as soon as I raised my hand, a yellow light came forth from it. The boy itself also emitted the same yellow light. A yellow glow, eh? Mm, how interesting. What happened to the boy? The boy recovered and died much later at a remarkable old age. Ever since then, I knew that the ring had divine power. Had I worn the ring the night that Pedro died, I could have saved this poor soul. And what did you do after you found out that ring had such power? I came up with a plan to travel and to use its power for good. As I was telling you, after I put on the ring, I felt like a new man. I also discovered that I was aging at a much slower pace than others. As Alice would say, curiouser and curiouser. Yes, indeed, Doctor. The next step was to fake my own death. After all, I was the Bishop of Mira. For said that, I needed a body. Mm, how did you do that? That is a Darcy story. It happened on one of my journeys. As always, I traveled incognito. I needed a place to stay for the night. Luckily, I found an inn and... Of course, I have a room for you. Can I get you anything else kind, sir? A hot meal would be nice. And a hot beverage, too. It's cold outside, after all. Yeah. 
It sure is cold on this November evening. Do sit down, sir. I'm bringing you a meal and a beverage. All right, Nicholas. This is just for one night. But this place could use a good cleaning. This table is sticky and the floor is strewn with fail. I do hope the food is edible. Here you are, sir. A pie made out of the finest meat. The speciality of the house. <laughs> and your hot beverage. Enjoy, sir. Thank you. If that meat pie tastes as good as it smells, I have nothing to complain about. <laughs> Thank you, kind sir. And I'll assure you the meat will taste just fine. <laughs> <laughs> Once more, enjoy your meal, sir. If you need me, I'll be in the kitchen. Oh, I needed this. <sighs> I can feel the warmth returning to my body. Now for this pie. Such a strange consistency. Now, do my eyes deceive me? It looks like a finger, but that cannot be. Yes, it is. A human finger. This is real human meat. Innkeeper! Innkeeper! Yes, sir, what can I do for you? Why is there a human finger in this pie? What? I really don't know, sir. You do not know? You are telling me a human finger just happens to miraculously materialize in my pie? Be careful with what you say next. As I said, I really do not know, sir. You are telling a lie to a man of the church. I am the Bishop of Mira. The Lord will not forgive your sin. <laughs> your Excellency, I did not recognize you. Terribly sorry, I, I thought you were just an old man. That is no excuse for serving anyone with this vile dish. Show me where you keep the meat. Of course, Your Excellency, of course, yeah. Oh, please, follow me. The meat is kept in these three barrels, sir. Open them! Well, of course. <laughs> what wicked deed did you do? Well, I'll be honest with you. I killed three students, put them in here, and soon you might join them. Not only did you kill them, but you slaughtered these humans, as if they were animals, and even proceeded to feed them to innocent souls. Shut it! I've had about enough of you. I'm gonna make this real easy for you, mister. Either you walk out of here alive and keep those lips sealed forever, or I'll let more cleaver do the handiwork. Silence! I've heard enough from you. I will not stand for this. Dear Lord, have pity on these innocent souls and let them have a place in your heavenly paradise. Oi, what in the blazes is happening? While I was praying, the yellow light emerged from the ring once again, and as by a divine miracle, the students were resurrected before my eyes. They just stood there alive and well. Hmm, and what happened to the innkeeper? He died on the spot. The sight was too much to bear for him. With help from the students, I brought the body of the innkeeper back. He was buried under my name in the cathedral on the 6th of December, 343.
Now I was able to leave and travel to my heart's content. You must have seen a lot. Yes, I have. I traveled all over Europe. And to avoid any awkward questions, I never stayed anywhere too long. Half a century at most. I mostly lived outside of any inhabited areas as well. And what did you do to pass the time? Funny you mentioned that. Over time I became very good at making wooden toys. And once a year, around the 6th of December, I visited the village and gave these wooden toys to the children. In one village they gave me the nickname Father Nicholas. In another one I became Saint Nicholas, or the Good Saint. And when I lived in the New World I got the nickname Santa Claus. You lived in America then? Yes, I heard about it and was very curious. I lived in a village near New Amsterdam for quite some time. I fell in love with the country and especially the Dutch people who lived there. Even after the English took over and New Amsterdam became New York, I stayed. But after a while I missed the old country and the American people were no longer the people I once cared for so much. And where did you go after you left the good old US of A? The only country I could think of was the Netherlands. So I departed on a steamer. Let me tell you, I fell in love with this marvel of modern engineering immediately. As soon as I arrived in the Netherlands, I felt right at home. Ah yes, steamers! Anyway, uh, what about the ring? I never used its divine power after that night in the inn. However, I still wear it day and night. But I can feel its power dwindling, Doctor. I expected nothing less. I'm sorry? No, 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 it's quite all right. I knew it as soon as I saw it, and the stories you told me about its healing power were also a very big clue to me. What do you mean? Please explain. My people have the ability to change our body when it gets too old or is mortally injured. We call it regeneration, and it requires tons of energy. To let the first regeneration run smoothly, we all get a ring to aid in that process. That very ring you are wearing now, Nicholas. Lost and found, you could say. Right, right. But how would you explain my advanced age and the fact that I can resurrect the dead? Let me put it like this. Um, the gemstone that resides in the ring is not a gemstone at all. It's a vessel which holds a drop of the elixir of life. The elixir of life? It's produced by the sacred flame, which is in protection of the Sisterhood of Khan. As I was saying, this elixir is used to aid in the first regeneration process. Hmm, now that I think about it, my first regeneration went very well indeed. Hmm, that's something I never thought about. Maybe I should look into this. Interesting. Hmm. But doctor, what about me? What? Oh, yes. That's very simple to explain. For some unexplained reason, the elixir was not used and stayed in my ring. The moment you put the ring on your finger, the elixir seeped into the human body. Therefore, the result was quite different. But does that mean I may never die, Doctor? I really could not say. Only time can tell, Nicholas. I should think that you might at least live another couple of centuries. That is good to know. I'm very pleased to have finally had the chance to meet you, Doctor. And get some answers. So am I, Nicholas. There is, however, something I always wanted to know. What's the function of... There you are, Doctor. I've looked for you everywhere. You've taken me to this Dutch Santa Claus celebration and then you leave me without saying anything. 
And then when I finally find you, you're just sitting here with this old man, chatting as if you're old friends. We are friends. Who are you calling old? Sorry, who might you be, sir? You sure do have a familiar face. In a way, you kind of look like Santa Claus. I might be any number of things, young lady. As it happens, I am Nicholas. The original, you might say. You've listened to The Immortal Saint by Boss Pelik. Concept by Violet Bab and Boss Pelik. Starring Wim Ruiter as The Doctor. Larissa van Orselen as Jamie. Damien van Haperen as Peter Papernoot. Henrik Jan Brakels as Saint Nicholas. Rendel Matilda as Petrus. And Jelle Baas as Innkeeper. Directed by Jelle Baas. Edited by Wim Ruiter. Cover art by Wim Ruiter and Eline Berkhout. Testreaders. Bas Bierik, Eline Berkhout, Violet Paap, Marissa van Orselen, Ashley Vansen en Kim Slot. Theme tune by Ron Grainer, covered by Twinkle Courts. Incidental music by Twinkle Courts, Matt Moore en SWD Team. Executive producers Milou van Marwijk en Wim Ruiter. LPC Productions. Great stories start small.